In December 2004, a 9.3 magnitude earthquake struck off the coast of Indonesia, rupturing a trench in the Indian Ocean over 750 miles long. The tremor unleashed a tsunami with energy equal to several atomic bombs, and those waves raced toward coastlines at the speed of a jetliner. The wall of water eventually reached 11 countries and killed nearly 230,000 people, one of the worst natural disasters of all time. Unfortunately, there weren't enough ways to warn coastal residents and tourists of the looming disaster, nor its gargantuan size. Right now, the best predictor of tsunamis is something called DART, Deep Ocean Assessment and Reporting of Tsunamis, which uses open ocean buoys and coastal tide gauges. The network reliably detects tsunamis hours in advance and provides warning, but predicting their exact size and when they'll occur is more challenging. Until now, perhaps, Dr. Usama Kadri, a lecturer of applied mathematics at Cardiff University, thinks the key to knowing the potential ferocity of a tsunami is to listen, so to speak, to the wave itself. When you have an event in the ocean, such as a submarine earthquake, that submarine earthquake releases a family of waves. That family includes surface waves that we see, but also sound waves called acoustic gravity waves. Acoustic gravity waves travel at the speed of sound in the water, which means by the time the tsunami travels 100 kilometers, acoustic gravity waves already traveled more than 1,000 kilometers. And being able to read those sound waves may give crucial extra time to evacuate areas because acoustic gravity waves carry valuable information. So acoustic gravity waves would tell about the properties of the earthquake and, and the approaching tsunami, which can be employed in an early detection warning system. Tsunamis happen all the time in the ocean and rarely result in a big monster wave as depicted in the movies. They're actually a series of waves that can be caused by undersea volcanic eruptions, landslides, or even a meteorite plunging into the ocean. Most commonly, though, tsunamis are caused by earthquakes. And they vary greatly in size. Kadri suggests that by listening to the acoustic gravity waves with hydrophones or underwater microphones, warning centers could read the data well in advance of the wave hitting the shoreline to know whether the tsunami will end up being a surfer's dream or a catastrophic nightmare. The technology exists. In this respect, we propose a worldwide early detection system. And that could not only save lives, but millions of dollars in damage. But even with advance notice, once in motion, tsunamis can't be stopped. Or can they? Kadri has done the math, and he thinks that you could actually slow down or reduce an approaching tsunami by using its very own acoustic gravity waves against it. Ideally, we'd be able to use the acoustic gravity waves that are generated naturally by the very same earthquake modulate them to the right resonant frequencies, amplify them for an effective interaction, then redirect them back to the tsunami. Or, he says, blast the approaching tsunami with engineered acoustic gravity waves sent from the shore in order to slow it down. Kadri is the first to say that this would be an enormous engineering challenge. The calculations show that the energy in the acoustic gravity waves have to be comparable to the energy of the tsunami itself. That's huge. 
that's, I must add, actually impractically huge. Undeterred, his next step is to test his theory in the lab. But even if tsunami mitigation is still a dream, he's got other potential uses for these waves. Remember how we said a meteorite plunging into the ocean could generate acoustic gravity waves? Kadri said acoustic gravity waves could have been useful in finding another object smashing into the sea, the missing Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. When it hit the water, it likely created vibrations just like a meteorite. He's not saying he can find that plane, but acoustic gravity wave theory could be a tool in future ocean impacts. Oh, the possibilities. The ocean is a very noisy place. You have sound waves traveling all the time. And for that reason, Dr. Kadri will likely stay a very busy man. For H2O Radio, I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler with the latest wave in science.